Guess who? Kaylee Chella check in back in with your top stories for today's evening news rundown. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un set off from his stronghold in the capital of Pyongyang for the border with South Korea, which he'll cross later Friday for historic talks with his rival, South Korean President Moon Jae-in. The leaders who seemed on the verge of war months ago will take a pleasant walk, plant a commemorative tree, inspect an honor guard, and belly up to a lavish banquet. What's less clear is whether they can make any progress in closed-door talks on the only thing the world really cares about, North Korea's growing arsenal of nuclear weapons. Kim's news agency said that the leader would openly discuss with Moon, quote, all the issues arising in improving inter-Korean relations and achieving peace, prosperity, and reunification of the Korean Peninsula in a historic summit. It's the first time one of the ruling Kim leaders has crossed over to the southern side of the demilitarized zone since the Korean War ended in 1953. Nuclear weapons will top the agenda. The North likely still has work to do before it perfects the finer technological points on its long-range nukes, but there's little question that it stands on the threshold of becoming what Kim says his nation already is, a nuclear weapons power. Friday's summit will be the clearest sign yet of whether it's possible to peacefully negotiate those weapons away from a country that has spent decades doggedly building its bombs despite crippling sanctions and near-constant international condemnation. After decades of whispers, lawsuits, investigations, close calls, and a multitude of women who lost hope anyone would ever believe their word against that of America's dad, Bill Cosby could be headed to prison at age 80 for the remainder of his life. The comedian was convicted Thursday of drugging and molesting Andrea Constant at his suburban Philadelphia mansion 14 years ago in a verdict women's advocates call a turning point in the Me Too movement that proved what Cosby's accusers had been saying all along that his nice-guy image was a sham. Lily Bernard, who said Cosby sexually assaulted her before giving her a one-time role in The Cosby Show in 1992, became so emotional in the courtroom gallery that she accidentally banged her forehead on the bench in front of her. Outside the courthouse, a sobbing Bernard said, quote, I'm overcome with gratitude. I feel like I have to pinch myself. Am I awake? It's a miracle. The verdict in the first big celebrity trial of the Me Too era sealed the spectacular late-in-life downfall of an entertainer who broke racial barriers in Hollywood on his way to TV superstardom as a sweater-wearing, wisdom-dispensing Dr. Cliff Huxtable. It was the only criminal case to arise from a barrage of allegations from more than 60 women who said Cosby drugged and molested them over a span of five decades, but whose stories were often disbelieved or ignored years before Me Too put a spotlight on sexual misconduct by powerful men. The jury of seven men and five women deliberated 17 hours over two days before convicting Cosby of violating Constand in 2004. Constand, a 45-year-old Temple University women's basketball administrator, said Cosby knocked her out with three blue pills he called your friends and then penetrated her with his fingers as she lay immobilized, unable to resist or say no. Cosby claimed the encounter was consensual, saying he gave her the cold and allergy medicine Benadryl to relax. Cosby stared straight ahead as the verdict was read, but moments later lashed out loudly at District Attorney Kevin Steele after the prosecutor demanded Cosby be sent immediately to jail. Steele told the judge that Cosby has an airplane and might flee. Cosby angrily denied he has a plane and called Stephen a hole, shouting, quote, I'm sick of him. Judge Stephen O'Neill decided Cosby can remain free on a million-dollar bail while he awaits sentencing, but restricted him to Montgomery County, where his home is. No sentencing date was set.
A sea of more than 50,000 teachers clad in red shirts and holding money for school signs reached the Arizona Capitol to press lawmakers for action Thursday, a key event in an unprecedented walkout that closed most of the state's public schools and built on an educator's uprising that bubbled up in other parts of the U.S. Tens of thousands of teachers and their supporters headed through downtown Phoenix to a rally to demand increased school funding on top of big pay hikes offered by the Republican governor. Widespread walkouts were also underway in Colorado, where teachers protested at their very own capital, and some schools were shut down. Educators in both states want more classroom resources and have received offers either for increased school funding or pay, but they say the money isn't guaranteed and the efforts aren't enough. The walkouts are the climax of an uprising that spread from West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Kentucky. A lack of resolution led Arizona educators to launch the first-ever statewide strike to force their demands. It comes as about half of all Colorado students will see their schools shuttered over the next two days as teachers take up the Arizona's movement hashtag red for ed mantle. Republican Arizona Governor Doug Ducey has proposed 20% pay raises by 2020 and said he has no plans to meet with striking teachers and or address their other demands, including about $1 billion to return school funding to pre-Great Recession levels and increased pay for support staff. Teachers and some lawmakers say the proposal relies on rosy revenue projections. A key legislative leader says a budget deal that could provide money for teachers is likely still at least several days away as lawmakers work out issues over how Ducey's plan will be structured. Joe Thomas of the Arizona Education Association, the state's largest teacher membership group, has said the walkout has no end date, and educators may have to consider a ballot initiative seeking education funding if lawmakers don't come up with their own plan. All right, guys, that's all I got for now. Make sure to tune in tomorrow morning for the latest. This is Kaylee Chella signing off.